This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 195, recorded on December 11th, 2014. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.tv studios. Here in a very warm, actually, but a very nice day for December, Bellevue, Nebraska. And we post the show with world-class show notes each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you are welcome to contact us anytime you like. Send me an email. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv, and I'll, I want to say thanks. You've been sending me more emails uh, uh, recently, so I appreciate that. You can uh, track me down on Twitter at Jay Collison, and, and Christian's just blown past me at this point. So nothing that you can do, nothing to help me. Christian, what is the latest on your Twitter account? Uh, we're at like a solid 2150 or about, thereabouts. It's still growing at the same same fantastic rate. Yeah, I did a bit of pruning. So yesterday was a bit low, but uh, it's it's Social Bro has it on its usual curve. So we'll see. Okay. If I so on Cyber Frontiers, we'll talk about it. But on Cyber Frontiers, we've been talking about building your own kind of Twitterverse thing. If I did that over there, would I be able to do some things to catch up to you? You you just might. Okay. All right. I still got to do that. We I haven't even having time to mix that show yet, much less uh, <laughs> do what's in the show. So we'll get to. If you're a Cyber Frontiers listener, and you should be. Uh, by the way, both Ashton and Christian are on Cyber Frontiers every other Monday out here at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. And what I'm hoping is you'll get to know him tonight. You probably know Christian. You may not know Ashton. So you get to know him. We want to pull you over and have you also listen to Cyber Frontiers. Not quite a commitment over there, just every other week as opposed to once a week. But we'd love to have you join us that way as well. And now Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. You can find the links to this show and then many other great podcasts. And we're getting ready to add a few over there out at thegeeksnetwork.com. Join us in chat, listen or watch live on YouTube or on Spreaker and Mixler as well. Find all the ga- navigation that you'd ever need to do anything you want out at the average guy. TV. All right, I mentioned this uh, just a few minutes ago, but we uh, want to welcome both Christian and Ashton to Home Gadget Geeks. Uh, Ashton, I think this is the first time we've had you on Home Gadget Geeks, right? Yep, yep, this is my first one, so it should uh-huh. be fun. Very cool. Well, we've gotten about 10, I think, uh, I think, 8 or 9 or 10 Cyber Frontier series uh, with you. Did we? When did you start? Do you know what number you started on? Uh, I started on 6, I think, oh, 6 or okay. 7. So we've and we've done so like seven. Yep, we got seven with you. And I'll have I have to tell you, Christian, don't take this the wrong way, but you and Ashton together, you've really amped up the Cyber Frontiers game, right? I mean, it's been there's some really good stuff that's out there. Um, if you haven't joined us for Cyber Frontiers, I think probably the most impressive thing is it's got its own website. Uh, even though the podcasts are out at theaverageguy.tv. You guys have Cyber Frontiers Labs uh, running, and you have some stuff out there as well. Christian, talk a little bit about your vision for Cyber Frontiers Labs. What are you guys hoping to do? How does it fit with the podcast? Those kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, Cyber Frontier Labs has really been the project space where you basically get to do some hands-on things outside of the podcast, right? So normally, you know, podcast, you listen to it, you take and do some stuff on your own, but you may not necessarily, like the materials that you take home with you, if it was like a school, for example, you would get homework assignments, you'd take home textbooks, right? The things we give you to take home are show notes normally. So after you've listened to the show, you go back into those show notes and you, you know, pick out your projects and you do things in your life based on those resources. So Cyber Frontier Labs is where we host 
uh, a lot of cool project resources. So like to give you an example, um, for the Twitter example where we basically teach you anyone, any person, doesn't matter what kind of programming experience or anything you have, anyone can go out and in 10 minutes set up their programming bench and basically start analyzing uh, streaming Twitter t uh, tweets from around the world um, which you know we put some big data applications and spins on it for for our listenership but um, again we made it so that pretty much anyone from the average guy on up can get something out of it so we do some hands-on things like that uh, Ash and I also this semester built our own developer sandbox we covered it in depth um, on some of the earlier shows and, and that has been a way for us to do hands-on projects that we showcase on the site and on the podcast and then say hey can you make it better than what we did and so we're trying to give you the resources to go and do some of these things on your own and make it better than we could um, so Cyber Frontier Labs is really a glorified show notes with some cool projects uh, resources that we host and data sets and so forth so it's a syndication to be honest yeah, no, good. And we just crossed, Christian, we didn't even, well, actually today, I think, or or yesterday, the 10th, December 10th, fourth year anniversary of uh, what was Home Tech and now yeah. is Home Gadget Geek. So congratulations, Christian, kicked that off with me four years ago. I didn't even think about it. It's not even the show notes. I was just remembering, you know, yeah, I think so we sure. started on December 10th. Yeah, for I sure. Think, I think it was the show when we first kicked it off. So congratulations and, Cheers. and thanks for Cheers as well. Thanks for podcasting with me for four years. That's yeah. uh, that's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> it's been good. We've done a lot of different things. Ashton, you're the newcomer to podcasting with us. Uh, no podcasting experience before you started joining us. You know, kind of in the fall, right? It's, it's kind of when we brought you in. We came back to school. Everything kind of settled in. The wall is the testimony behind you to, I, I think, how long we've had you on the podcast. Because when we started, it just had one, like, one cereal box up there. But... How, what have you learned through podcasting? I mean, what's the experience been like uh, hanging out with us? Oh, it's been uh, it's been a, a great time. Uh, I'm, I guess uh, it's kind of made me more aware of the things that are going on in cybersecurity. Just talking to you and uh, and Christian, and made me more interested in in the the current events side. And also, um, uh, a lot of the things that we've done in the, the it's kind of abstract when you hear about you know oh there's Apache Spark or this there's this new big data uh, application that's out there and you're not really sure what it entails to uh, do something with it so having the opportunity to come up with an idea with Christian and implement those and demonstrate those uh, like we did with Twitter has been kind of a cool experience because it lets I personally really like hands-on experience and it, trying it out and being able to show something um, based on that is something I really enjoy doing. So um, those are just a, a few things I've gotten out of it. Good. Have you gotten, has anybody at school, like, have, have you gotten those guys to watch it and they kind of, have they have they started thinking about doing it themselves or you got any comments, feedback, that kind of stuff? No. Um, I think I, I, I've showed them some of the stuff I've done and they're like, wow, this is really cool. The uh, They kind of, balk at the idea of watching an hour-long podcast just because we're all so busy and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we kind of, you know, we, it has to be quick. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the, I think that they're, um, especially some of my friends, <laughs> interestingly, uh, a lot of my friends are asking about it, the, the, um, the applications that I'm using and doing demonstrations with, they ask about them for their internships because they will be asked by their their bosses, like, 
do you know anything about these? And they'll be like, I think Ashton's done that before. Because <laughs> um, they're always looking, a lot of you know companies now are looking for these next generation of machine learning, I mean, uh, big data applications and uh, cybersecurity applications. And the fact that we've had a chance to try some of them has uh, kind of piqued their interest and uh, the interest of some of my classmates as well. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, certainly our target audience or the, the, the our demographic is professionals, you know, 35 to 55 and a lot of people listening to it in their car or earbuds on work, not necessarily geared towards your generation. And yet you're that there at the ACES program at the University of Maryland. You guys live this kind of every single day. Christian, you have certainly had a lot of influence in there. I mean, you've taken that. You've been podcasting with me for, for four years. Um, what do you what do you take away from podcasting after four years? I, I didn't plan to ask this question, but I, I find it kind of interesting. What do you take away after you've been doing this with me for four years? Yeah, I mean, some of it ended up getting spilled over into a post that I did on my personal blog, uh, christian-johnson.net, on uh, the promise of the Internet is real and is for everyone. And um, some of the layover from that um, kind of flows for me personally into the podcast because I found that... Um, similar to what Ashton said, my world in terms of the community I was speaking and engaging with just grew in ways you don't expect when you're doing this. And it's not until you're sitting in a guy's living room taking apart his box that you, you, you know because he's a listener on your show from, you know, four years ago and, you know, you happen to bump into him. I mean, these are the types of stories that they aren't things I made up. I mean, they're real things that happen. And so uh, the takeaway line I always have now is, you know, because of the podcast, XYZ happened. And just I have some really, really crazy because of the podcast XYZs happened to the point where, you know, some of I refuse to repeat because they're just too funny. Um, but, you know, it, it just has been really inspiring to see how many people are so engaged in these topics. And that, for me personally, has been a mo motivating factor to, you know, try and be that technology evangelist that really, you know, brings the content to you guys because you provide the energy for such a dynamic experience. So I've really gotten a lot out of the community building aspects. I think it's done a lot for me. Uh, personally, you know, going through this experience through high school, through college, um, it's absolutely terrifying and scary to uh, go back to uh, Home Tech 001 and say, my God, is that the same person podcasting four years ago? I mean, it, it's like something out of a movie, to be quite honest. Um, I and listened I, to that the other day, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I sit, I sit and I think about kind of the living record, meaning, you know, I don't see myself quitting podcasting anytime soon. I love this stuff as much as you do, and um, I think that's going to be so weird. One day, you're going to have an archive of just everything since high school on the Internet, and it's just going to be, you know, you, your face is out there. Um, and that's especially weird when you're, like, 14 years old when you start. I mean, you, you're, you're, you know, you have... You don't have as much change, so you got some of that that priceless. Oh, I don't light. know. I've changed quite a bit in the yeah. Four years. I went back to seventy-five the other night. I was yeah. watching the video. Those were the early video days. My hair was different. It wasn't quite as gray, you know. And you're like, wow, I've kind of gotten old in the last four years. Yeah. No, I mean, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, yeah. Again, I think we've as a podcast community we have lived through some very interesting transitions in the technology that I think on this show have been really cool to watch. I mean, I think when I think about geek stuff that 
you know, a lot of our listeners love. Um, I go back and think about things like what Kyle does with drones. I mean, our our podcast community live through the commercialization of bringing drones to the average guy. I mean, that's just a cool thing. I mean, we would not be saying these things if we had been doing this podcast in the early turn of the 21st century, right? Just being able to say that, that's a cool thing to look back on another 10 years from now. Um, I go back and think to um, Windows. I mean, we used to have some of the biggest, con just just heated debates about this thing called Windows 8 and how awesome or terrible it was going to be. I look back at it and I laugh now. I mean, it's hilarious. Um, I still am using Windows 7 to this day, but I, I just I find it funny how much life or death some people put on that, myself included. Full disclosure. Um, so I mean, but we've lived through a lot of cool technology changes, and uh, even you know a lot of a lot of listeners are home server show guys. I mean, that has been incredible, right? We lived through the whole death, birth, uh, maturity cycle, and and final death and graveyard of a of a Microsoft product that you know, touched hundreds of thousands of homes and boxes and, you know, uh, huge communities were started around it. And you guys are the reflection of that community. Um, I mean, I can go on and on about this list. So it's just amazing to see what we've been able to do together as a community and the information we've been able to share. And, I mean, I think we're all better people for it. I mean, I, I wouldn't trade that experience uh, for anything, really. It's been, it's, it's been great being able to speak with you guys and, and have that conversation through you. Yeah, likewise. And and Ashton, as you think about, you know, you're kind of new to the podcasting community. Has you know, oftentimes uh, you get behind the microphone, you catch a little bit of the bug. You know, I know for me, I never get, I don't get sick of this. I like getting in front of the microphone, talking to people. As you think about coming to Cyber Frontiers, do you kind of look forward to it? Is it have you kind of caught that bug yet? Is it a medium that's there, or, or do we still need to get, give it a little bit more time for you? Um, that's tough. I mean, like. So I, I struggle with the fact that, like, it, it's it's fun to do podcasts and it's fun to um, sort of like produce content because you know 99% of the time you're on the consuming end, um, especially as a student. But then I wonder if I know enough to be a producer and I want to put out content that's like, you know, valid and and useful and uh, I, I don't want that take away from the time that I'm learning. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, no, I, I think, think it might take, it might be, you know, I, I'm no expert yet, and I kind of want to wait until I am able to say, like, I have a really good handle on this, I can, you know, demonstrate this with confidence to people, versus putting out, um, you know, spending my time trying to create stuff instead of trying, spending time trying to consume stuff. Right. I yeah. think for now, at least, I need to be in the consume, consume, consume phase, um, and then, you know, well, maybe when I become an expert in something I can start to produce. Well, yeah, and you're a lot I don't, more, yeah, I don't want to get lot, caught into you're a lot more of an expert than you think in a lot of ways. And and uh, I you know, you're uh, we, we, we kinda drug you into this exercise. I think you do very well at it. I think you're you're a natural uh, on this in the in the seven or eight episodes we've we've pulled this together and uh, I think it'll just keep getting better. You know, and it's a way to give back and you don't have to be an expert. You just have to be willing. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think about I've improved in the oh, yeah. uh, 14 weeks I've been here, give or take. So yeah, yeah. No, it's I been fun. natural. You, you've done really well, and I'm, it's been great to have you and pair you with Christian. And and you know, we broke Christian off of 
Home Gadget Geeks. We bring them back once a quarter or so to be on the show to talk about some stuff and catch up. And this is one of those times. And so let's let's dig in a little bit. So Christian, uh, great four years with you, and we'll look forward to you know four or forty more. Uh, God, would I live that long? I don't know. <laughs> that would be a long time. And uh, and we'll keep moving forward. Well, one of the things I wanted to get with you guys tonight is talk a little bit about the tech, kind of catch up. We've we've done Christian and I have done these kind of college theme podcasts that we do probably two or three times a year. We just kind of catch up with them, what's going on at school. Lots have changed when we, we kind of did this at the beginning of the semester with you there because you were in a brand new facility, Christian. And uh, Ashton, you weren't even on, on Cyber Frontiers yet, I think, when we were doing that. And, um, and so I want to catch up with you now at the end of this semester, and especially now that you've been in Prince Frederick Hall for for the whole semester, getting ready, you know, to not leave food out or candles lit or those kinds of things that we talked about in the pre-show. Um, but uh, so we want I want to get some uh, some reflection on the gadgets you're using uh, because it's a gadget show. We want to talk about some of those things. So let's. Um, Let's dig in. Let me first start with Prince Frederick Hall. And Ashton, let me start with you. I kind of want to hear your opinion. As you got there this year, has it lived up to... I mean, there's a lot of hype going into this thing, right? And going into the facility, there's a lot. And it's it's very, very cool. What Has it lived up to your expectation there? And, and what kind of technology has worked? What's been good? And kind of maybe what's been... They tried and was a bust. Right. So um, the... <laughs> The, the quote I'm going to use here is, the people in California don't realize how good the weather is. So even though like we're all so privileged and we, we're so lucky to be living in this building, we still find things to complain about, which is honestly ridiculous. Um, it's beautiful here, and uh, just from you know the architectural and um, commodities and comfort side, it's, it's great. Uh, we have, I think, pretty close to gigabit per second internet speed. Um, so once you're, if you're wired in, it's like blazing fast. And has that lived uh, up to the hype? I mean, is that actually everybody gets that great throughput all the time? Um, I don't know. It, it varies. So the if you're wired in physically with the uh, Ethernet cable, then I would say yes. If you are on the Wi-Fi, you may not stay connected for another five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not get three megabytes per second. Um, it's it's just kind of a a toss-up um, with the the Wi-Fi, but the the wired-in Ethernet is is very fast, and I think that has lived up to the hype. Um, I haven't necessarily used it to its fullest extent. I don't watch a whole lot of uh, streaming video content. I guess maybe occasional uh, TV shows and stuff, mm-hmm. but I haven't had any problems, so um, I'm I'm certainly happy with it. Okay. Any um, any security related? Certainly, when you think, I mean, it's got to be a pretty secure building. Is is the tech pretty good on keeping it secure? You guys have to have special passes to get around and that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, uh, physically it's pretty secure. Um, so you have like swipes to get in the door, swipes to go in the elevator, um, and then swipes to make the elevator go to the floor that you want to go to, um, and yet. Somehow, we still have students from outside the building that end up in our lounges just to study. Um, and I guess that's kind of the... Because the building is so nice, everybody's like, yeah, let's go and like hang out and study there. And it's kind of weird when you're used to seeing like your floor in that study lounge and suddenly there's just... Yeah, like, hey, what are you doing here? They must yeah. follow... They got to follow people in, right? Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm not entirely sure. Have but the, uh, I, the 
the physical security is, is pretty decent. The interesting thing we noticed with the um, the way that the Wi-Fi is set up is that occasionally you will be given a private IP address and you'll be on this little like subnetwork or uh, private network with a few other people and occasionally you'll be given a public IP address, um, which is kind of weird. And you can also see all of the traffic unencrypted from everybody else going to and from the router, which is... Uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird to know that they can see you if they want to. You can see them. Uh, I mean, it's only like a few people on your floor, but still, it's just a, hmm. it's interesting to, to know okay. that that's a thing that's going on. Um, I know Christian can attest to this because I think one of those days when we were doing Cyber Frontiers, he was streaming our network traffic through Wireshark in the background. <laughs> um, yep. We were watching that happen in, in live, r- in real time. time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just something to be aware of. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably Christian. better that it's uh, the local people here saying, well, I don't know. We're, we are in the cybersecurity uh, yeah. college, so may, maybe not. Christian, for you, uh, what's worked well? What's been a bust? Um, I, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, one of the, as so I've been the student board president for the group now for the second year, and so I've had, I've lived through Almost, it'll be two years by the time we're done here of ACES 1 of, you know, brand new program, lots of stuff to figure out and make work. Um, you know, some of that comes from the administrators, some of that comes from the students pushing for things. Um, I think one of the great things that we have finally seen come to fruition um, has been our lab, which, um, you know, took some time to get set up this semester. Definitely we didn't get it ready for students as early as we would have liked, but now seeing people down there every day getting good use out of it, that's a really rewarding feeling. I'm So I'm really glad that worked. Um, again, the network infrastructure that Ashton was talking about, both from a bandwidth perspective and from just a access to campus resources and technology is really pretty remarkable. I can't think of many other public institutions that would have the level of um, support that we do in that regard. Um, there are advantages and disadvantages to having our program floors the way we do. Um, the way Prince Frederick was set up was that you know you have your living parts on the upper floors, and faculty, staff, administrators are not allowed to go on those floors because they're you know personal housing. That would be very strange for students to see professors getting into their building, um, which is why they you know made it when they designed this building specifically. They made it so that the program floors where like the professors offices are and the lab and those public learning spaces are, they're kind of isolated, right? So you have to be in either the ACEs or design cultures and creativity program um, in order to, you know, be able to get to the other side of the building. So there's kind of that double divider door where your card will work on both if you're in one of those honors programs. If you're just, you know, living on the sixth or seventh floor, you don't have access. So my whole point in saying this is that the advantage is that we've had a really secure environment down there and, you know, we've our, our students haven't had a problem with that. Um, disadvantage of that is that our students don't get to kind of see and walk by professors and other people in our program by happenstance. When we were in the uh, engineering honors college, it was almost impossible to walk to the diner without bumping into someone from the program, so uh, from the faculty side. So that um, has been a little bit difficult. We've been putting in some innovative solutions around that. Um, but definitely from like a technology and building perspective, it's exactly like Ashton said. Like We find really nitpicky stuff to complain about, but 
we're living off the fat of the lamb, as as they say in in, in reading and literature. And um, I mean, just the resources that this program has given to us has been really awesome. Um, and and again, I think the level of diversity and ability for um, new students to come into the program with you know their predetermined major and gain this outside academic experience has been really remarkable. I mean, I, I hope to see that continue to grow. And it definitely goes without saying that the um, living learning component where you have social events and you interact in that personal manner um, with students and it's not just about the classroom that has made it that has made it so much more entertaining and more valuable as an educational program than what it would be if it was just a classroom thing awesome no good stuff um, Ashton sorry about that sorry I made you drop by trying to do the screen share there I don't think that was you. Oh. <laughs> I uh, accidentally closed the window. Okay, <laughs> no sweat. Ken uh, had asked in chat if uh, if we could uh, get a screenshot. Yeah, that's of, that's uh, why I was like trying to close the. Uh, I, yeah. I screwed up when I was trying to yeah. close. No, the no sweat, no sweat. You're good. So we're, we're, here it is. Perfect timing. Yeah, let me let me share you. Okay, hopefully that comes up. Um, oh, screen share that oh, note. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, it was a Facebook picture here. Let's oh, see. yeah. Use the green. It. Use the green yep. button. Um, yeah, this was... I don't have the original photo, so I'm going to show you the Facebook photo I just found. Because I was showing it to my friends who also live in Prince Frederick, which I guess was unnecessary, but I think I got here like one day early. Um, oh, good heavens. Is it showing? Yeah, it is. You bet. <laughs> Yeah, eight hundred. So for the audio only, eight hundred and fifty-three down and eight hundred and ninety-seven up. Yeah, so pretty pretty speedy. Pretty sweet, and I love the art. Uh, are you on the University of Maryland? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> it's it's correct. Yes. <laughs> and a and a ping of eighteen milliseconds, which isn't the fastest in the world. For oh, uh, you're not doing that right, Ashton. Who's, who's millisecond ping? Is that yours? Oh, you you need better hardware, Ashton. I'm sorry, but your laptop is just right. not doing it justice because I get four millisecond ping times like every single. I don't think I've ever seen a time where it wasn't a four millisecond ping time for my system. All right, oh, here we go. Uh oh, we're throwing down. Here it goes. I just did throwing one. down the gauntlet. Oh, so oh, we're gonna do it live. Here, hold on. Let's. All right. <laughs> we got dueling. Christian threw his up there. Let's so, go ahead. So my bandwidth will be a bit lower because I put in my own gigabit router and buffer it between a private network, but my ping time will be excellent. Yeah, three seconds. Or milliseconds. Let's just watch this thing run here. Yeah, and I mean, mine will cap at about 500 because I put my own router in here that buffers traffic between mine and my roommate's PC. But if I plug in directly to the wall, I'll get 900 down, no problem. But yeah, three millisecond ping time is awesome. Yeah, the only thing you got to be careful of. So again, why did I put my own router in here? One was because I like to have a private network with my roommates so that we can do some cool hacker stuff. Um, but two, these are public IP addresses that we get in this building, right? So you're literally just placing your desktop and plunking it on the World Wide Web. And I don't think students who are not like computer science or cybersecurity inclined, they have no idea. They're just like, oh, I plug it into the wall and I got myself some internet. And I'm like, good for you. Now your whole machine's exposed on the World Wide Web. Um, so, you know, like, for example, if you were to get a, you know, those, those 
certain viruses that turn off the Windows firewall and make your life hell. Uh, if you ever got one of those and your firewall was off and you were plugged into uh, the the wall like that, it would just be a very unpleasant experience. So that's why I love having my own gateway behind here, behind the public IPs, because it's literally like plugging directly into the backbone of the Internet. And... Um, I don't know, Jim, do you want me to talk a little bit about Maryland's history of being a really basically part of the Internet? Give, give, a, give a one one or two-minute overview. Yeah, I mean, the one or two-minute brief is that University of Maryland runs one of the root donate, uh, DNS servers in the world. We're one of, like, ten, and pretty much all the other people who run the root uh, domain DNS servers now are military and government agencies, and we're the only educational institution. And our backbone fiber is part of the core of the internet. I mean, if someone were to drop a bomb on our uh, data centers, you would see some serious outages happen um, because we do. You know, we are one of the um, the company I used to work for, Mid Atlantic Crossroads, um, is a peering point to you know high-speed fiber all throughout the country, and we work with Internet2, which is another peering agency, and, you know, we have one of the largest DNS volume queries out of all the root DNS servers. We have a, get a ton of queries per day, um, and so um, we've always had a very rich history of open and free Internet on this campus, but always the most high-tech Internet that you would ever see on a campus. So that's part of the reason why we have such awesome internet is because we are literally, when you plug in your computer into the back, into your dormitory jack, it is a, it is a fair statement to say you are on the backbone of the internet. Quite yeah. truly. Very cool. That's some good, some good bandwidth and <laughs> the chat room is giving you no <laughs> yeah. <off> right <laughs> the vicious. They are not, they are not happy viewers. with either one of you. Guys, well, we get it. We're just jealous. I mean, it's, just, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool deal, and and uh, you know, really for the average guy at this point, you know, I think most in the United States, for most communities, for most people, they're getting somewhere between twenty and and fifty down, and one and ten up, and are for most people it works. You know, now that's not everybody. I know. Uh, a lot of my listeners are in some very bandwidth-starved areas, and they would love. They're going to really just. They're going <laughs> to hate us when we show that to them. But that being said, um, you know, it's uh, it, for for most people, their bandwidth's adequate for doing what they do, and uh, and so uh, very good. Hey, wanted to ask you about gadgets a little bit, Ashton. I'll start with you again. Did you bring this semester? Did you bring many gadgets? Do you you, you got much? You know, when we think about gadgets, phone, and all that kind of stuff. Watches, all that kind of. You bring much with you, or or kind of. What's your gadget status? What do you What do you have? So I, let's see. I brought. I have a a MacBook. That's what this is on. So I know they're pretty uh, pro Windows on uh, at, at Gallup, and I'm. I was expecting oh, no. a person to no. say. There's 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 a whole contingent there that are Mac. Well, I guess I was just speaking from my exposure to Christian. I was yeah. surprised he wasn't going to be like, you know, when he said your hardware is slow, I was surprised he wasn't going to make a, a oh, poke. Oh, make a back. Mac crack. <laughs> but, uh, so I brought that. I have a, a monitor here, um, which I've been very happy with. It's actually the same one as my roommate's. The Samsung, I believe it's 24-inch, I think. Uh, 1920 by... 1200 I want to say I'm not oh, I'm not sure okay. um, and so that that I've been pretty satisfied with uh, I have the hard drive right here 
um, which I one terabyte Seagate hard drive or no W Western w, Digital. Yeah, Western Digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have every, my whole laptop backed up on there. And what else do I have? Phone. I have, uh, What's your phone? My phone. I have the iPhone. Okay. Uh, 4S, which is brand spanking new because last semester I took a swim with mine um, and kind of just like casually waded into the pool with it in my pocket, which uh, it was not happy about. And I actually, I was like, I'm, so I'm in the pool with it in my pocket and it starts vibrating and I'm like, oh, hold on guys, I got to take this. <laughs> <laughs> like take it out and I'm like, I'm an idiot. Uh, Oh, that would have been so, great. That would have been great to yeah. film. Hold on, and then as you pull it out, everybody's <laughs> looking at you like, yeah. What the? And uh, so, four hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> later, I got the same phone, but <clears throat> they took away my upgrade for the uh, the five S, oh, which man. I would have gotten for free. And now they're like, well, you have to wait one more year. So my whole family <laughs> is getting five S's in January, uh, and I won't have mine until. Whenever I decide to pay yeah, for just it, hold off and get this. Yeah, just hold off and get So, uh, first world problems there, and then what else? Um, I, I have a digit, a what do you call it? GPS watch. The I think we figured out what version it is, but I don't remember what it was. The uh, like like a Garmin. Yeah, a Garmin mm-hmm. Forerunner. Couple versions old. I can't remember 10? what it is exactly. Ten or twenty. I can I can grab it. It's like yeah, okay. right around there. But, but uh, you're you're a runner, right? And so you keep yeah. track of all your runs uh, that you do. Have you get you, early in the year you'd gotten Christian running? Is that uh, is that still working? Uh, that's kind of well. So that fell apart before this. But I'm I'm I haven't run in like a month because I've been injured. Um, so and I've, I haven't run I'm, for a month because I've made convenient excuses about how busy school has been. <laughs> We've both been pretty busy. We, yeah. we we should have done it before I was injured, but now it's kind of. Uh, We're gonna get back with uh, some awesome February running for sure. Yeah, well, it's tough. I mean, it's easy to let things uh, all fall. I let things get in the way too. And uh, Christian, you've been making some some infrastructure upgrades and pinging me all hours of the day and night uh, with some of that stuff. And and uh, so it's easy to stay. Kind of easy to stay busy. Ashton, any other, anything essential when we think about school? What has been your essential, right? If you could, one gadget thing you'd have to have. What's uh, what do you got to have? Definitely my laptop. Uh, I mean, I couldn't really function without that because uh, I do all of my work on it. So that's internship and all my schoolwork and anything else. So yeah, uh, that's pretty important. I didn't bring any other like I don't have any other computer devices like I don't have a even a tablet I don't have I don't have another desktop at home um, this is it so okay. I kind of I, I mean I've been pretty pretty happy with it um, I'm thinking about getting just keep getting new hardware for it so I got a I upgraded from four gigabytes to six gigabytes of RAM. Um, and I may go to eight gigabytes, uh, just because I have. Sometimes I'll do VM stuff on it or other sort of memory-heavy stuff. And definitely going to get the SSD uh, in the next week or two. Probably 240 gigabytes, 200. I don't know what they come in. 250 somewhere around there. It depends. Just depends yeah. on the drive. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, definitely most dependent on the the Mac. If uh, there was, if there was one thing that you don't have that you wish you had. 
what would that uh, what would that be? Uh, I think I kind of do. I, I'm I like the idea of a tablet. Um, I just don't know if it would be worth it for me. I, I do like the. I definitely prefer reading on a tablet to reading on a newspaper um, or any other physical media. Uh, I didn't think I would. If you'd asked me a couple of years ago, I would have said no. They're they're not as good. They'll hurt your eyes. But I've kind of changed my mind on that. Um, they're just so much easier to carry around than a than a book or a mm-hmm. newspaper. Um, so I don't know. Probably the the surface is um, definitely interesting. It's caught my attention, um, just because it's sort of like the combination of the laptop and the mm-hmm. the tablet idea. Uh, but I don't know. I haven't okay. really considered it. It's an ultra book, right? I mean, so you have another PC, but yeah. I'm with you. I live on my laptops, and I, I couldn't I couldn't live without them. That's to me. I've tried doing all the other stuff, and at the end of the day, I keep coming back to the laptop. That's the perfect perfect device for me so cool Christian you know the the, the opposite here because Christian's more of a hardware guy I think than you Ashton you're you're pretty content to operate on the stuff that you've got and aren't too worried about the specs yeah. of what they are and stuff you just want to be functional Christian <laughs> that's anything but for you right I mean yeah you're, you're kind of a hardware spec all the guy what did you bring let me ask you what did you bring this year and maybe what did you bring that you didn't have last year or would you leave home that you just didn't need so before we start there, though, I just want to mention one gadget that Ashton has that he just totally missed, which I think is essential. It was essential for me when I was learning how to run was Ashton's GPS watch with no, the... No, he, he mentioned, I mentioned that. Oh, yeah. I thought you mentioned the other, the, the, the fitness, never mind. Do you have um, a fitness band, too? Nope, Ashton. I don't have one. My I thought you ones. got, uh, yeah, Kevin Actually, has it, that's what I was Speaking thinking. of my roommate, I'm going to let him in because he's out the yeah. door, so okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, that has been for me too, like super, super awesome. Um, well, it's it's interesting because you know I've got the 220 and it it's just GPS, no smart stuff to it, and I really kind of I'm preferring it to a smartwatch, so to speak, yeah. especially for running because it's just really good. It's super accurate too. It's yeah. impressive. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but yeah, so getting to my hardware stuff, um, the big things for me have been. I came. I have a pretty similar configuration to last year, so um, the essentials for me, like, can no longer live in the CS major without them. Have been my two 24-inch uh, Dell IPS monitors. They're gorgeous. I wake up them to them every morning. They're just that prized possession that I that literally sleep by my bedside because I basically set up my own personal uh, school office right next to my you know sleeping area. So. Um, they're super essential, though. I, I get really bogged down and feel like very unproductive when I don't have the screen real estate. Um, and so the two 24-inch monitors have just been entirely essential to me um, doing well in this case. So that has been, you know, I'll keep these for the rest of my undergrad um, easily. Um, the other major thing that I, you know, obviously two 24-inch monitors like that, you need a good desktop to power them. So I was one of maybe you know few people that had a desktop on the campus my first semester of my freshman year right a lot of people just came with their laptop they didn't really know what to expect um, and what ended up happening was people started trickling in and being like oh I kinda like this like desktop thing it's not so bad after, like and full disclosure it's a it's a pain hauling this desktop in and out during the semester especially because I have one of the full um, 
This is like a Coolmaster Half 920. These things are heavy as rocks. Either that or I'm just flimsy. I don't know which, but um, probably a little both. But the uh, Christian doing push-ups too. Could you? Yeah, yeah. We've gotten I mean, to the gym together. Oh, yeah. It's a fun hey, time. Ashton can tell you how I almost broke the record on the. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the name. Of the, the rope. I don't yeah, know the what, rope. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Really. Climbing the rope. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's like a yeah. It's not. I wish it was an actual rope that you could climb, but it's just like a you pull it down and it rotates. Oh, okay. Um, and we have like contests to see who can go the farthest. I think you were within like ten meters uh, of feet. I'm not sure what it does it in of yeah. uh, of of ours. So of the record Pretty good for, set, for the one time that we went together, <laughs> which was set by Kevin, who is probably about twice my size. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was fun. Uh, anyway, um, but it's been, you know, a lot of, you know, I slowly started watching as like, oh, guess what? Now my whole suite has desktops in the room, right? Over the summer, my roommate built his desktop. I helped him build that. Then uh, my the other roommate, Franz, who was on Cyber Frontiers earlier, who does Cyber Skyline, he's had his desktop probably as long as I have. Um, but his roommate just built one this semester. So a lot of guys now in the upper level class have desktops. And that's oh, just wait, like... Oh, so your whole suite has desktops. My, my whole suite has desktops ah, with dedicated okay. monitors at this point. I think point, you were so. Definitely the only student. You might be the only suite in at the University of Maryland that all has desktops in there. It's pretty room. bad to be honest, but it's <laughs> awesome. everyone always comes in my room and they're like, "Wow, like this is a really great setup. Like, I I gotta try this." And I'm like, "All right, it's all yours." And then they're like, "Like, wow, yeah, I gotta get this." Um, so I mean, again, I I could never go back. The really. I use my laptop for in-class, um, and sometimes it's to my detriment. I can easily get distracted on that. So, like, one of the things for this year that I changed is, like, I do not take the laptop out of my bag unless I, like, utterly need it. Um, just because, like, I've I found there's a value add to note-taking in your head and on loose leaf that just, you know, and, and especially true, it's especially true because, like, a lot of the classes I took this year were more math-related, so, like, you just don't need a laptop. Keep it in your backpack, but... Um, they they can easily be distractify machines as well. So I, I I I've gotten a lot more disciplined about that now that you know there's no high school teacher yelling at you if you're not distractifying yourself. So that's a gadget that can be to your aid or to your detriment. So it's knowing when to pull it out that's kind of helpful. Um, I did go ahead and put an SSD in that um, during the Black Friday. Um, this was I. It's kind of the equivalent of like the rescue dog, right? I got it out of the pound after a year of being out of commission in our basement <laughs> because the uh, the power adapter where you normally plug in the cord had gone totally broken and damaged. And uh, when my dad looked at it, he thought it was soldered onto the motherboard, which is a pretty good assumption because that's the case with most laptops. But this HP DV6000 turned out to have a modular power adapter. So I said, sweet. How much would it cost for me to buy a new one of these parts? Turned out it was ten bucks, so I scrapped the whole thing down in August when I came back from work and uh, rebuilt the whole thing with the new module. Came back up fine, so I was like, sweet, I'll take this to school. Uh, put in this SSD, and it runs like a champ. So for under a hundred bucks with the SSD improvement, um, I'm running a pretty great laptop for. And you know, all I really use it, need to use it for is internet, email. Uh, word typing, so not a big deal. And if I want to do anything intensive, honestly, what I do is I open up a remote desktop and remote desktop to my desktop back on uh, back in the dorm room. So uh, it really that works the best for me. 
Um, I gotta be honest though, I'm kinda envious of the guy in my atmospheric science classes who's uh, fancying a Surface Pro 3 right next to me as if like he knows that I'm gonna drool over it. Um, so, you know, that that that's a cool looking device. I can see that definitely being in use. Um, and I would say iPads have definitely been pretty popular for note-taking on our class, too. I don't have either of them. I really don't have any dedicated tablet device on campus at this point. Uh, do, do most? Do you see a lot of that, or have is it really mostly laptops? I mean, I would say about... I would say maybe a quarter of students have some type of tablet device. I, maybe that estimate's a little low or high. It's hard to say, but I mean, I've seen a good number of people with them, uh, but majority, but definitely, everyone has a laptop. It's it's a cool add-on if you have a tablet, basically. I've also seen a good number of people who now who have the laptops that are touch screens, where it's like it's still a laptop, but you can touch the screen, literally. Um, so, you know, it's it's whatever kind of makes you happy, but everyone pretty much has to have a laptop. Um, but yeah, and I mean, the other value add, too, is I'm still on the original operating system on this desktop, since, and I have been since, you know, I upgraded it from Windows Vista back in, you know, 2008 when I had this thing from HP and I rebuilt it into what is Flamethrower. So for me, there's a real value add in being in that same environment. I, I've never upgraded out of Windows 7, but it, it's helpful because I have everything organized in, like, a super specific way that there's definitely a productivity value to having an operating system that you know like the back of your hand. I mean, there's a difference between saying I know Windows 7 and I know my Windows 7, meaning all my settings are right, all my quick links are the way I like. I mean, that stuff takes just time to tweak and get right. If I had to redo it all over again, it would take me years to do. I mean, because it's taken me years to get it this way now. So, um, I mean, I have conversations with people a lot about, oh, it'd be, like, so cool to, you know, build another box and all that. But I'm like, yeah, it'd be cool, but, you know, this box does everything everything I could possibly imagine I want it to. It powers these two monitors, the graphics card is great, I can spin up VMs, I can manage my network remotely, you know, I got full access to my Buffalo network, full access to my Maryland network, you know, everything I could possibly ever want to do on this machine, there's nothing limiting about the hardware, and um, it's still, believe it or not, connected to my Windows domain network back at home in Buffalo, New York, so it's pretty cool. Um, when I want to have a secure connection, whether it's for communications or for connecting my network, this actually uses a, a secure VPN connection to drop back into my network in Buffalo using Windows uh, Server 2012 R2 Essentials Remote Access, and I do my Windows backup still through uh, the Essentials with the dashboard and everything. So, I mean, that stuff's been pretty great. Um, so I kind of have, I like to think of it as I bring a bunch of compute power with me on the go by having that Buffalo infrastructure um, remotely accessible from this device. Um, and I've also, it sounds crazy, but I'm the only, I'm probably the only crazy enough person in ACES that actually brought his own servers with him from Buffalo and installed them in I'll, I'll just say undisclosed locations throughout our campus. So, um, you know, I have some of those. They help me do some some things. Um, and, you know, that's that's just me being a total geek. Probably don't need them, to be honest, but they're, they're fun. Um, so, you know, I have some One U's and some towers, and I'm just, I, I get crazy, but I love it. Um, in terms of, like, mobile devices, I, I, you know, I don't think we talk about phones enough, but I swear... 
I don't get through my day on this college campus without my Note 2. It's the only thing that has a large enough screen that if I need to quickly shoot back an email to someone on campus or, you know, be doing business transactions, this is the device. I, I, I can never go back to a phone that's smaller than this screen size. It's just, it brings a whole new dimension to getting stuff done, and um, I think I think we're seeing that trend. I mean, um, one of the guys on our floor just he he got uh, about a month ago the uh, iPhone 6 Plus, and I'm like, that's the first Apple phone I've seen that I was like, that is way cool. Like I I you know, for me to like an Apple product is is you you know when I'm a converter that big things are happening at Apple, right? Because, I mean, I just, that was sweet. The screen resolution was pristine. The size was great. It looked like it had the productivity. I mean, those are the the phones of the future for me, for sure. Um, a lot of people are laughing that we're going to go back to flip phones at this rate, and maybe that's true. But, you know, I just, that has been, if you want to talk about the one of the most useful gadgets to have on emergency situations or on the go, that that's it. Still gets a... Uh, you know, full days of battery life. I plug it in at night. I get I get through the end of the day, and on a good day, still have like 40, 50 percent battery life. I have push note. It's not like I'm limiting the battery life. I have it set to do direct push email notification, which is a battery intensive thing. So I mean, I love that. Uh, it's been great, um, and that's you know, arguably again one of the most more more important devices that have been in my uh, network here. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. You're good, you're good. Christian. Uh, you know that uh, I think they joke that six six S is a iPad Mini. You know, almost size. It's so big. What are they calling uh, it? The the Fablet. The Fablet. I mean, people called this Note two a Fablet, and I was like, eh. But that iPhone six plus, man. Let me tell you, that's a Fablet. But it's is awesome. it really? It's not really that much bigger than what you have, is it? I I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it looks sleeker. But that it, it was a nice looking well, device. Yeah, yeah, yours is pretty with the case. You're, I feel, I'm surprised you can get that into your pocket. Oh, I, everyone says, can you even fit that thing in your pocket? I just want to that It makes me so angry. I'm like, dude, guys' pockets are huge. Like, I don't know what planet you live on, but they're huge. Here's what it looks like without the case on. I mean, it's a nice phone. I, I love I love it. I dig it. Um, yeah, I would say maybe the 6 Plus is marginally. I think the 6 Plus might have a better resolution. I'm not sure. I can't remember what the resolution is on this thing, but it's just it's fluid, dude. I, uh, I this is This is great. Live by this thing for sure, and I've dropped now, it so many times. I would I would be dead without this OtterBox, right? I mean, this thing has suffered some serious abuse for me, just randomly dropping it while bike riding or whatever. So if I didn't have this OtterBox on it, it would have been and and it's in great shape with the OtterBox. So I I'm gonna keep it on. So it's not waterproof though. <laughs> it's not waterproof. No, nope. that's probably what I should have. I should have a stupid proof uh, phone. I don't know if they make those, but uh, yeah. So you know that's kind of the gear. Have you guys seen? So in the two years, year and a half at this point uh, with the student body, you've seen many changes take place. Uh, I mean, the technology certainly changes all the time, but any trends that, uh, that that have been changed maybe since early in your freshman year that you've noticed kind of over time with the student body at all? Hmm. Is it too, or is that too short of a time? In terms of like the technology they use, just yeah, or just well, like Christian, you'd mentioned, you know, you've had an influence on the desktop, you know, yeah, and yeah. the people around you. 
uh, certainly as groups of people get together, they start to have an influence on each other. You know, it just it just happens. And so, as in in your situation, I mean, you're a pretty special situation, much like our rake school here at UNL. Um, you're all together all the time, having heavy influence on each other. Has that had an influence on either one of you? I mean, Ashton, let me ask this this question: How are you different today than you were 18 months ago, jumping into the program? What what makes you different today? In terms of hardware? No, just in terms uh, of anything, education, tech, whatever. I mean, have you has it? What kind of major changes has it done for you to be in the program there? Well, I knew. I, I knew I've I've learned so much. I mean, it's it's night and day. Um, I, I think like having hands-on experience with my internship and with Cyber Frontiers and with all the courses that my honors college and uh, just in program classes, uh, I've I've learned a ton. Um, so I have a much better grasp on the the study of computer science and still don't feel like I've even scratched the surface. Um, and I think, like in terms of having an impact on, like, the the group groupthink mentality for devices. Um, personally, I feel like there's been a kind of a move towards Mac devices just because they're they seem to be integrating them so much. Like, if you have the iPhone, so my my roommate's girlfriend, my roommate has a Mac. Let's see, all my roommates except for one have a Mac, and uh, my roommate's girlfriend just got a Mac because she wanted to sync with her phone. And I can think of other examples of people who have just gotten mm -hmm. uh, Mac devices for that reason, mm -hmm. and it kind of it kind of makes sense. Like it's it's really really convenient to be able to text people from um, the the Yosemite operating system. I think I, I just upgraded to it. I haven't upgraded my phone, so I can't do this yet. But you should be able to text anyone from the computer, um, and that's really convenient. Mm -hmm. uh, you can already do it with other people that have iPhones, so that's nice, um, and. Having that terminal is also pretty convenient, um, but I, I digress from the, the original question. Just mainly, I'm much. Uh, I, I've just gained so much experience that I I didn't have before in terms of getting towards that. You know, if you're thinking in terms of the 10,000 hours it takes to become an expert at something, um, I've put in a considerable number of those. I don't know <laughs> what exactly. Yeah, you're, you're headed there. And I'm not fishing. I'm not fishing for anything. I just. Yeah. You know, wondering, um, you know, what kind of influence, Christian? Let me pose that same question to you. Uh, what's what's been different, or what 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 have you seen? How have you grown? What's what's different in the last eighteen months today? Yeah, than it was? I mean, I think I've grown a lot in the software side, right? Not so much the gadget side. So, like for example, how do you set up your Eclipse bench to be the most badass hacker on the campus? Like that's stuff I've definitely learned here. Mm -hmm. um, I think all of us, you know, shared tips and tricks on how to have, like, the best-looking shell, the most, you know, the best fonts. I mean, and it sounds like really dumb stuff, but this is the stuff that makes or breaks, like, good coders from excellent coders and coders that don't make mistakes. So I've learned a lot in that regard from other people in my group, from just, like, things you can do to make, to reduce the amount of errors and debugging you end up having to do by just making smart decisions about how you're writing these programs. Um, so that's been, like, really effective for me. Um, as a, from, you know, a technology perspective on the hardware side, again, I, the desktop thing is a huge trend. I mean, you know, Ashton was talking about how the iPad, 
how the iPad and the laptop um, from his his roommate's girlfriend, you know, how she wants to be able to sync different things. Um, you know, even my girlfriend, when she comes and uses these two dual screen monitors, it's like I can't get her to get off my computer so I can use it. And she has an 18-inch Mac that has, like, a full resolution. But as soon as you go from one screen to two screens, um, it just makes things so much better. So um, I think that's a trend that kind of continues for most students who get in ACES and see how we have set things up. You know, honestly, if I hadn't come in with these monitors this way and other people hadn't, I don't know if it would be a trend. I mean, um, it's arguable that a lot of people did it because we were the we were those guys our first semester of freshman year that decided it was worth our time to try and haul these things up here and get them set up. Um, so it was interesting. Um, you know, I think, like Ashton's saying, the big thing is in the learning aspects and the academic commitment. I mean, um, a lot of us wouldn't have gotten where we did if we weren't... Um, kind of collaborating together on the learning aspects and how you study and prepare for some of these uh, course contents, which, you know, some of the stuff is not easy for sure. So, you know, having guys working together on what's the best device, what's the right tool for the right job, I think, is the takeaway there. Um, and us sharing that in addition to how you actually apply and use these tools, that's been pretty cool. I mean, I think that's, that's a unique aspect of the ACES program that is very unique to the university itself because it's that very tight-knit community within a community that, you know, you get, you get the resources of a large university campus, but you have that tight-knit group that helps you cut through the red tape. And that's been a huge advantage that um, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have that. You know, one of the things I'm going to say, and, and so, Randy, I'm going to pick on you a little bit. You know I'm not picking on you out in chat, but uh, he brings up an interesting point. And, and let me say one of the things I think I've been surprised, Christian, I've said this to you personally several times, and I think, I think we just had this conversation the other day. Ashton, I've never said this to you, but it will apply. In that I've always appreciated you guys that as smart as you are in the program that you're in, and, you know, here, here I have the Average Guy Network, right, which was designed originally to really reach people because I thought, you know, the premise behind the whole network was that with technology, the average guy is kind of screwed, you know, when it comes to it, right, because it was so hard to do stuff years ago with computers loading Windows 95, 98, Windows 2000, drivers problems, viruses, all that stuff with Windows, all the stuff we went through. And I wanted to create a network for the average guy. You know, uh, Christian, you jumped in here and uh, and started helping with us. And we've had some great conversations. One of the things I've appreciated about both of you is that you don't make us necessarily feel dumb. We don't know. You, you guys are smart in what you do. A lot of things we don't know. But I've never felt like I've been talked down to or I've, you know, it's like, oh, come on, Jim. You know, figure that thing out now, would you? You guys have done a nice job. I hope your peers are that way as well because I think maybe this generation of, Tech is 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 maybe better than it was before when it was like, hey, we're smart and you're not. Um, so anyway, so thanks for at least the two of you. I can't vouch for the rest of your class. Sure. Ashton, maybe you can you can vouch for the class. I don't know, but it just yeah. Seems I like mean, the uh, the interesting thing is like, so I I guess there's this perception that like, oh, you you guys know a considerable amount. Um, which I don't know is necessarily accurate after a year in <laughs> the university classes and the intro level courses. Um, but given, but let's assume that's the case, even then, uh, because we're, we're surrounded by so many other students in this amazing honors program, I feel stupid all the time. <laughs> like uh, my, 
I mean, not not intentionally, but my roommates make me feel stupid because they just do such amazing things. Other people in the program do, and I make mistakes like you wouldn't believe. So it, it, it's not like I have reached some Zen state where uh, you know I'm I'm above all and I am one with the code and I don't make errors anymore. I just produce beautiful, you know, thousands of lines of codes a second. It's just like every day I, I screw up, and um, so it's not hard for me to imagine when. You know, other people don't understand what's going on technologically because a lot of times I don't either, and it takes a long time to get used to it. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess like mm -hmm. that was sort of that. That's actually one of the main things I've realized. Like in high school, I guess I was kind of more of the the top, um, you know, closer to the top percentiles in my class. And now I feel like just within the, the honors program, that's not the case. Uh, there's there's so many brilliant students in, in different disciplines that yeah. you, you can't really ever hope to be at the top because they're, people are experts in everything mm -hmm. and you're always learning from them. Yeah. No, I've just always appreciated the fact that uh, you guys have been super humble in that and willing to help uh, in that way and not uh, not come across that way. It's easy to do that. And Randy, you know I'm not picking on you. Uh, it was just a great example, though, of, of uh, you know, it's, it's I, I'm, I am... Uh, Really, um, I look forward to podcasting with you guys all the time. You blow by me a lot of the time, you know, with the stuff you're talking about. I don't have a clue what you're talking about uh, sometimes, but it's been great to uh, to have you on and to for you guys to share, you know, all this stuff, which is all very cool. So uh, I just want to say that I've seen, you know, Christian over the last four years, I've seen you grow into this role. Although even as a 14 year old when I met you, you were very approachable and very willing to share what you know and help anybody anywhere. I mean, dude, you're the dude behind BIOS mods, right? I mean, you're the guy who's really lifted that and helped people with getting, you know, getting these BIOS mod stuff. You're very willing to, to do that for people and and to help people. And, and so anyways, I, I, you guys are the, the, I think, the shining examples of what it can be for people who are very, very technical. Uh, and what they do, and so uh, it's just fun. I, I just like hanging out with you guys. So, so I'm, I'm just glad you let me hang out with you. That's the yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the cool part. I mean, the the stark reality is those neither Ashton nor I would have gotten here without a, a lot of help from a bunch of people, right? So it's like for me to for anyone really who's in my position in this program or otherwise to be like, I did it all myself. I'm a genius. It's like, no, just go home right now. Like, yeah. I mean, there have been so many people that have pushed for us in the right direction and have given us opportunities to learn. I mean, it's, it's again, it's all about... That's, that's why podcasting has been such a great experience for me because it's a chance for me to keep building that community forward and, um, and, and really turn back into what people have given to me, which was they gave me lifelines. They gave, I mean, I had some serious mentorship throughout my younger years that there's no way in hell I would have gotten as far fast with the technology as I did if they didn't put every day into letting me just bug them till they were blue in the face with questions um, and, and ask for help. So, um, you know, that's, that's a thing that, you know, podcasting kind of transcends for me. The other thing is I feel incredibly privileged to be on a campus like University of Maryland where, you know, we have some of the best faculty in the world for computer science, right? I mean, we're, we're the, the institution itself is in the top um, you know, is in the top 15 in the world for CS. So just sitting and listening to some of these guys, you learn so much. It's like, you know, um, it's really great. That's That was part of the reason why I wanted to start Cyber Frontiers was, man, if I can just take a snippet of what some of these really great, smart professors are saying and 
try and re-script it and rewrite it into normal average guy conversation. This stuff is valuable because it it transcends the research paper and has some really practical meaning when you get out of the theory of it. So, um, you know, again, it's it's always a privilege, and uh, and we've had some serious resources to help us get there. Now, and behind every great student, there's a great set of parents, and of course, Gary uh, and your mom for you. Uh, have done a lot for uh, Ash and I haven't met or know your parents yet. Maybe someday I'll get the opportunity to do that, yeah, but I'm sure they're, they're very supportive. They're awesome as well. And, yeah. uh, you know, people like like you that give us the opportunity to, to talk about these things are, are pretty amazing as well, and the community, and, uh, yeah. Just yeah have, you shared, have you shared the podcast with your parents? Have they seen it? They have. They uh, It's maybe... the Cyber Frontiers may... Occasionally deviate from the the average guy, <laughs> yeah, uh, or, or girl. <laughs> Most so times. I think it, it, <laughs> they they watch it for a couple of minutes and they're like, well, we get the picture. It I was guess. good to see. It was good to it's see, good you. To see <laughs> you talking. <laughs> it's so good to see you. Why don't you call more often? So, um, hey Ashton, I know you need to run. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk, need to. Yeah, you do. I'm gonna talk with Christian about Alexa here in a second, but uh, want to say thanks for coming out. We can cut you loose and say thanks okay. for coming out. If you you're interested in more of Christian and Ashton, of course, Cyber Frontiers every other Monday out at TheAverageGuy.tv, and uh, we'd love you to subscribe to that as well. So, Christian, stay around. Ashton, thanks for coming out tonight, and uh, and get, get cracking on those test scripts. Sure. All right. <laughs> whatever, well, whatever you got to do. <laughs> yep. I'm going to bust them out in the next hour and two minutes. Yeah. And get hopefully get rolling. Out. All right, man. We'll thanks, see you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. The uh, the the drawback to uh, podcasting with college students is they actually have work. <laughs> got to actually go to school. Fancy they that. Gotta, <laughs> they got to get done in the process. But uh, and Randy had said out there, there's a great future uh, topic. Mentors. You know, love to hear yeah, the stories definitely. of mentors that have that have made a difference. Uh, Christian, you had sent me a message on Skype. Said, hey, let's not forget Alexa and Alexa.com. An interesting, uh, and then in in you know, bring this to to an average guy or an average you know somebody who has their own website, right? Because this is kind of a service for somebody who has a website. But talk a little bit about that. Uh, give a background on it and and uh, why you're using it. Sure. So I've been working a lot with, you know, BIOS Mods has seen a lot of growth in the last six months, and it still continues to amaze me how much um, that site has relevancy to some of the modern problems with these, you know, UEFI systems and newer laptops and tablets. I mean, I honestly thought that the internet would have lost interest in this kind of stuff a long time ago, and it just, it keeps, it keeps taking off. So, um, you know, Google Analytics tells you a lot about what's going on in your site and gives you a lot of data, but it, it's all about you, right? It doesn't tell you anything in relation to how you're doing with other sites and similar profiles and similar sites that are covering content. So, you know, I've been using Alexa every day now to track what my global average is, um, in, in both you know global and US rankings and it is very interesting because Alexa has a way to basically they have two tiers right they have this free service which you know you can go and type in pretty much any site that gets traffic and it will approximate how you know how popular is this site in the world right which is pretty interesting because I'm not sure 
how they're directly measuring this um, or indirectly measuring this rather given that it's not like they have the Google Analytics script installed in your code, right? There's a second tier where if you certify your site metrics and you have a pro version, you can get the exact number, but Alexa comes pretty close in estimating this for all sites globally, so they probably have some partnerships there with internet providers. But, you know, the whole point of this is that it can tell you some really interesting things about how you stack up to your competitors, what's going on in search engines. I mean, again, Google Analytics and Google Webmaster Tools gives you a lot of this, but I think it's really interesting to get some perspectives. Um, and, you know, one of the questions I was asking myself tonight was, you know, is it, is it really worth the 10 bucks a month for me to go and buy this um, first tier of pro service from Alexa, which basically gives you kind of some of these insider intelligence tools that kind of help you give the leverage in pushing that ranking up and up and up. And and my philosophy has been, well, you know, if I can keep moving my site to be in the top 100k uh, sites globally, and that number just keeps going down as I use this tool and make adjustments to the site based on what I'm seeing from this tool maybe it is worth the 10 bucks a month for me. So, like, I'm trying to weigh that, but, you know, obviously something like Google Analytics is free, but this is pretty interesting. So, you know, just to give you some perspective, in the last two months alone, Biosmods has grown, has jumped about 80,000 positions in the global index. We're almost in the top 100K sites globally, and we're just short of the 100K sites in the U.S. We're at 110. Uh, we closed at 110 today, which means that we need 10. We need to pass up 10K more sites in order to um, be in the top 100,000 sites in the U.S. And um, we were super close uh, last week. We were at 102K, and it slipped back a little. And these, the number fluctuates a little bit every day, right? So. Um, you know, I, I think it's a really cool way to do some strategy behind your website and really say, like, what are the content things or what are the keyword things that I can do to make my sites move up on that ranking. And, and when I use Alexa, I think of it very differently than when I use Google Analytics. So now I'm kind of deciding, hmm, is it worth 10 bucks a month for me to play around with Alexa? And I, I haven't come up with an answer, to be honest. I'm not sure yet. I might have to try it for 10 bucks. Yeah. You know, just give it. A, you you keep sending me these reports. Uh, we'll pop on Skype, and you'll be like, "Hey, check this out," and you'll send those over to me. Uh, right. One of the things we've watched at the average guy. There were some questions in chat about that. You know, what has it done? I think we've seen two things that we've done over the last couple months that's really increased. Without, I haven't really changed content that I'm doing, so it's not like I added more content. Same. Podcast coming out, Home Gadget Geek, Cyber Frontiers, Home Tech Tips, a couple of reviews from time to time. But uh, you did a site map. So talk a little bit about that uh, yeah. and, and how you do that. That's one. So like with WordPress, right, um, you know, WordPress, you're building URLs, you're doing posts, and you don't want to um, take the time to build a sitemap yourself, right? But there's a lot of plugins for WordPress. You can just go to the plugin manager and do a search for, like, Google Sitemap, and what it does is it builds an automatic... It really is, at the end of the day, it's just an XML file that lists all the URLs that exist on your website, um, the priority they have of how important they are to the site, and kind of some basic features of the content, right? And you submit this URL to Google Webmaster Tools, and um, it basically tells Google, here's every, here's how my site is laid out, here's all the links, etc. And what Google will do is it will then use that sitemap to 
have basically a blueprint for how do I crawl your website, right? So Google obviously crawls websites whether or not they submitted a sitemap, but if you give Google a clear blueprint on how to crawl it, it's going to do better. So um, I had realized that somewhere in the migration from moving the average guy network from Verpus over to the Buffalo network that I had just totally dropped the ball and the sitemap being automatically updated with this plugin. So when we did the switch to HTTPS and I added the new site property and webmaster tools, I also gave it a brand new sitemap with you know everything dynamically updating and we saw a bump, uh, I've seen a bump this month in the average guy of about 700 sessions a month just from, and I think it's purely just from getting more seeding in Google. Um, and and you can and Google makes it really easy to track that, right? So if you go to google.com forward slash webmasters and you add your site property, um, I'm just looking real quick for the average guy here, but on the, the front page of Google Webmaster Tools, it shows you how many times your website appeared in the search result in the Google search engine, and from those times it appeared in the search result, how many times it clicked through. Um, and the average guy is at an all-time record. I've never had it this high, right? So um, yesterday, the average guy had almost 3,000 search impressions in Google, and 100 of those were clicks. And to give you an idea, before I put on the dynamic sitemap and uh, got things working right, that number was maybe like 40 a day. And now we're seeing 100 a day. So a noticeable change. That's really great. Um, so, you know, again... With BiosMods, I'm doing this at a very large scale, right? So BiosMods averages 40,000 impressions a day in Google search engine. We show up 40,000 times a day in Google search results, and uh, from those 40,000 times, we get about 4,300 clicks come through Google. So that means about, on average, 10% uh, or, yeah, it's about 10% um, click through to our site which is actually a very high CTR in the whole SEO space. Um, we're seeing with average guy about a 6 or 7%. So, you know, there's a range from somewhere between 7 and 12% CTR. I'm like, hey, mission accomplished as a webmaster. That's pretty great. Um, to give you an idea of the size of a site like BiosMods, we have 17,000 URLs that Google has accepted into its search index. So, you know, 17,000 pages. Um, so... You know, from a webmaster's perspective, I've really learned how to kind of play, manage, maintain, and tweak this stuff. So I wonder how much Alexa can kind of help me augment my plans. Um, I have found one of the big things that helps with all this is the infrastructure, right? If you have a website that's faster than all your competitors, people are just going to go to your website. It's just the honest truth. It's a brutally honest truth. People don't want to pay the money and take the time to invest in infrastructure because they think that people will, you know, love the content. And yes, while content is obviously content and community are the two most important things, if you're not supporting it with the technology, people are just going to get bugged about it and just move on. So um, I've seen a lot of growth by having a platform. I mean, and I'm just going to be brutally honest with you, my web platform probably outperforms 90% of the virtual, private, and shared hosting space. I mean, I've spent hours on this thing to the point where it's like, man, if there's someone out there that's doing it better than me, their name better be Google or Amazon Web Services because I've, <laughs> you know, worked my ass off on this thing. And uh, I like to think it's a pretty enterprise-ready thing, right? So, and actually... I guess this is as good a time as any to say it. Um, I'm going to be uh, offering, I think starting in 2015, I've finally decided that I'm going to offer up the uh, 
the Buffalo Network uh, web hosting as a service for people who want to, if you want to have a really great fast experience like the average guy or like BiosMods, I'm going to I'm gonna start letting that be a public thing. So um, I'm working, I've done a bunch of security and infrastructure upgrades for it. So at this point, it's just making sure all my management stuff is right so that I can automate, you know, putting people on the platform and providing the right support. But um, it's been, it's a really fun project too because I've had to basically learn how to build a web server that can handle Facebook-like volumes of traffic. Now, no, I'm not getting billions of site visits a day and I don't have 5 million load balancers, but, you know, in reality, same principles apply. So I've spent a lot of time working on, you know, how do I use hypervisor for live migrations, for failovers, for power outages, how do I keep the network super secure, keep bots off, and, you know, I, I feel pretty happy that after three years of really investing my time into this infrastructure, I think it's ready for public consumption. So I'm going to give it a go, see what happens. Yeah. Cool. And we'll have some information out that out there on uh, The Average Guy if you're, you know, looking to, to maybe get, uh, you know, get your WordPress. I, it's just a, for me, it's just a WordPress site, and I have some storage out there. Christian serves our, uh, all our MP3, all our uh, audio files are on his servers, and I've moved... Didn't want to throw all the video out there just yet, so we, we I'm trying to be kind to the bandwidth mm. usage, and I didn't necessarily need super fast servers for that, and so we've moved the video. I shouldn't say moved. I just when I started doing video besides YouTube, we put it on Mediafire, and that's worked great uh, for us. They've been a great service, but of course, it is pretty fast. And uh, you know, Christian, I'm glad we could have just we've been able to provide this as a project for you. You know, BIOS mods, high traffic high community, uh, the average guy, we're trying to do the same thing with it, although it's a part of a larger community when we think of Surface Geeks, Home Server Show, you know, the, the those those groups that uh, we're a part of. Yep. And uh, as we put all these kind of these podcasts together in this loosely bound network we call the Geeks Network. So, um, no, it's all fun. And so, uh, Christian, I asked Christian the other day, I said, hey, you know, I get questions about this all the time. You probably should have a rate sheet. And so uh, he's going to be putting one of those together, and uh, we'll talk about that. And uh, it'd be kind of cool, a good way yeah. of supporting Christian in some of the stuff he does, and we're pretty excited about that. So, anything else, uh, Christian? We missed as we kind of we're 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 at about our time here. Anything you want to? Any last last words? Yeah, I mean, we can talk web in a post show for a bit, but I think that's the official cut on it. Um, no, I mean, I. Th- <laughs> I think anything else that's important. No, I think we we got some great topics out tonight. My oh, God, I guess good. I guess the four year anniversary mark brought some cool memories. Yeah, back, I didn't so. even I wasn't even planning on that uh, when we when we got in there. But yeah, and I don't you know it's uh, some I think Ken had said in chat earlier in our fifth year we should do some look backs and yeah yeah maybe think about that five years would be a long time to to put some stuff there and and to think about it so. Yeah. Will uh, those kind of things you want to plan in advance? I need to do a better job of that. I, it, you know, for me over the last four years, let me just let me end as we kind of come in for landing. I, I I am as excited about podcasting today as I was four years ago, or really, if you count Home Server Show, five years ago, when Dave McCabe kind of let me jump in over at HomeServerShow.com and uh, be a part of that. Really, I I, I got the bug. And uh, we've done a hundred and we've done two hundred shows here. We're well into Cyber Frontiers. I've probably done two hundred shows between uh, um, financial tech, fitness tech, all the other tech shows that we did. At the you know we're starting them up there for a while, a couple of months. And uh, and now I get to guest host on some uh, Ask Podcast Coach with Dave Jackson, which I'm having a blast on. I'm Tech for Coaches uh, with Andy Sokolovich. 
Um, I think of uh, the time I'm getting to guest host on uh, Surface Geeks with Dave now uh, as a Surface guy. And um, if you head out to theaverageguy.tv, maybe you haven't been out there in a while. You've been listening to the podcast, but you haven't been out. You know, we did a, re a redesign, a site redesign uh, months ago, maybe six months ago, and added all those properties to it. So you can now see Home Gadget Geek Cyber Frontiers at the top. But if you go below the fold, you know, you'll see kind of the new home tech tips and uh, reviews. I, uh, the reviews section has its own place. And then every every place I kind of show up as well, you know, other podcasts, Ask the Podcast Coach, Surface Geeks and Home Server Show, they're all out there. I kind of it's for me. This is kind of building that catalog of things I get involved in. And then recently, of course, I've picked up podcasting out at um, at Gallup, uh, and they're not they're not showing any signs of slowing down. And uh, this week I did seven video seven webcasts of some kind in three days, and uh, I set a new record for myself. Uh, that included. That included Cyber Frontiers uh, that we included in there, but uh, I almost consider that a work podcast now, Christian, because <laughs> it <laughs> I is. Manage, I manage both of you guys. <laughs> you know, not Ashton yet. Ashton will join the team coming up this spring, and and uh, and so I manage you guys, and uh, we never it never started that way. How cool that uh, that we get to work together, and um, it, yeah, and it's we're coming up on what seven months now. Do you start in March? Yeah, well, my one according to LinkedIn, my one year is coming up in late February. So okay, was yeah. that was that late? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so I'm I'm so glad that it uh, it worked out that way, and we have all those things. Uh, we have all really all the you mentioned this way back in the beginning. We we have all these things recorded, right? I have. <laughs> Yeah, it's a living archive. 195. Now, you haven't been in all of them, and, and since we've had it in Cyber Frontiers, we've kind of cut you loose from Home Gadget Geeks, but right. I've got hundreds, literally hundreds of conversations with you, all archived. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. think, of, think of just about, you know, from a public perspective, you want to talk about, like, gadgets and infrastructure and how much the cloud has impacted our lives. There's no way we'd be doing this if stuff like Google didn't advance. I mean, the Google Hangouts infrastructure, Skype as an infrastructure, um, you know, all these things kind of came together right at the right time. I mean, I if we had tried to start Home Tech Podcast maybe two, three years ago before, you know, when we first started, it would not have been as easy. The bandwidth would have been a problem. The tools would have been a problem. The broadcasting server would have been a problem. The CPUs weren't quite, quite there yet. Where the heck are you going to download this? I mean, you had to be a... You had to be a guy with big bucks to do this stuff back then, and cloud has made podcasting and internet radio an average guy thing, where anyone who you know has a will can get away, um, which is amazing to think. I mean, that's that's incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. No, right on. And and I think I was uh, yesterday. I was yesterday two days ago. I was going back and looking at some of the early episodes we'd done in Hangouts. Yeah, and those were like in the '70s, and uh, before that, it was all just UStream, and I, I those videos are somewhere. I I've got some of the '40s and '50s and '60s buried deep in an archive somewhere. But um, it, it's one of those things. Um, it, it's one of those things where, and we're going to wrap this up here. I know I got a lot of folks getting going. We're coming to the hour twenty mark, so uh, we'll, we'll let me wrap it with this. But that being said, you know, hey, home gadget geeks, we're going to go a while on yeah. this thing. Uh, it's kind of fun to look back. I was just watching one of those, and I was like, wow, has the infrastructure really improved? I mean, we are getting great audio and great video now without really much work. And it yeah. used to be 
lot of work. So. I mean, I remember when Skype used to just bug out on you, and you're like, oh, come on, like, just make it for another 20 minutes. And I don't think, I mean, Hangouts, I mean, unless unless you accidentally hit the power button on your desktop, it's pretty hard to let the Hangouts, you know, get away from you at this point. I mean, we have not had any podcast outages that I can think of in the longest time. Yeah, it's been a while. It just it just kind of works now. And tonight we've got great video. I'm just like, you know, I've been talking about Google changing their infrastructure and they have been working on some things behind the scenes. And I think we're finally out of that. There has been some painful moments from the summer and in the in the fall that Sure. not great quality and there were some problems, but man, lately they have just been dynamite. Tonight's pictures are great. Yeah. So so pretty cool. Well, as we wrap this up, I'll remind you, December is leave a review for your favorite podcast month. I just made that up. I made it my own thing. So if you're uh, if you're on iTunes or any of those other podcast directories and you're thinking about it, leave us a little review. That always kind of helps, uh, you know, with the search rankings and those kind of things. So we appreciate that. Don't forget, during this uh, Christmas season, and you guys have been doing a great job of it, but uh, don't forget to use the Amazon affiliate link for the Average Guy Tech Scholarship Fund if you want to do that. And so head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon bookmark it. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Just make a bookmark somewhere in the tag or whatever. And choose, encourage your family to use it, whatever. If you're in Canada, our Canadian residents can use theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon CA. And, of course, those proceeds go to John Zadler, and he'll build stuff. Uh, hopefully we get enough of that, and uh, that he'll be able to build stuff and review it here on the program. I need to get Zadler back on. In fact, I have uh, Zadler scheduled to come back on here in the first part of January. So as we look at uh, as we look at the shows that are coming up um, for you, uh, John is coming back here pretty quick. I want to say January 9th, but let me just double check here real quick. I could be wrong on that. Where is John Zadler? It's the 8th. I was close. Actually, uh, an annual show now, I hope that's turning into it early January, John Zadler, Chris Barnes. Um, and so Chris Barnes, that guy's got some radio pipes. I mean, he just is a smooth sounding guy. So Chris yeah. Barnes coming back on, and we're excited about that. Later in January, Amber Gott will be back from LastPass, and then I'm bringing Kevin Schoonover on to catch up with Kevin, and we're bringing back Andrew Morris. Wow. He's coming back. Well, just for one show. <laughs> Anyways, we haven't heard from Andrew in a while, and so Andrew's coming back. So we've got some great shows uh, ahead for you in January. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter, just a way for me to email you stuff that's going on here in the network, and I only do it once a month, so it's not spam. Head out to theaverageguy.tv and find the newsletter link and just put your email address in there. Love 50, 60 of you have done that, and so love to have you out there do that as well. Um, we have a Kickstarter project going on. I'm going to throw this in chat real quick, but it will also be in the chat room. We are uh, working with the guys over at uh, On Air, and, uh, and so if you haven't done this yet, check out the Kickstarter project that's going on. They are selling little hockey pucks that uh, you can uh, plug stuff your media into, and it doesn't aggregate any of your music. It just federates it, and they can play f your music from anywhere to any place as long as those devices are turned on. It's pretty cool. And they've got a brand new Kickstarter project. They've got some uh, $40. They started at $35. Those are sold out. Now $40 is there. And eventually these will be $50. Bucks. So if you want to get $10 off and pledge towards a Kickstarter project, we had Daniel on last week, and you might want to check that out on uh, 194 And uh, those uh, might be a good, uh, good thing to check out. If you haven't done a Kickstarter, this might be the time for you to jump in on one of these things. And, uh, and get it done. We are live every Thursday, just about every Thursday. We'll be taking Christmas, and I'm, uh, Christian, I'm flirting with a New Year's Day one. I haven't, I haven't decided yet what I'm going to do there, but New Year's Day falls on a Thursday, and uh, I still might do one on a Thursday, and I don't have anything lined up, but we'll get that figured out. But uh, at least 
every just about every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. We want to thank you for listening on our fourth year anniversary. And uh, and some of you have been here the whole duration. So we want to say thanks for doing that. As we just discovered tonight, going live, it's been four years. That's just crazy to me that we didn't realize that coming up. That's how much we don't pay attention to those things. So we'll, uh, we'll be back next Thursday night. Goodbye, everybody. Good night, everyone.